0: One more time, Curtis. Hour number two on a Tuesday. Last show for Chad and Zay. Thank you for all the great texts coming in. People telling us we're their favorite show. You just mean your favorite show left, don't you? Because all the other shows have technically said goodbye. Is that what you mean? Because if you really mean it, we do appreciate that. Uh, We've enjoyed doing it since last September. And it's one more time around today. That great Curtis Mayfield beat, uh, the song rather, has started us out in the 1 o'clock hour. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, The last beat for Zay to pick out for hour number three on this show. We'll see what he does there. We got a good flex segment coming. A commitment change that I noticed today. Plus a team to watch this high school football season. Uh, And we got Longhorn stuff and Cowboy stuff to get to today. We haven't really talked about it, but interesting news for the Cowboys. And I want to get our next guest's response to that as well. Ronald Jones suspended two games for PED. He'll be – PEDs violating the policy – He'll be back after the Jets game. wonder what kind of an effect that'll have on the Cowboys running back room. We'll get into that and Longhorn stuff. Sark had the press conference today, opening fall practice. Oh, we are there. It's technically football week now, so let's go. One more time to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Normally we do it on a Wednesday, but let's be honest, we ain't got no Wednesday this week, so we had to ask him to do Tuesday, and he was nice enough to say yes. He is Justin Wells of Inside Texas and on3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin Wells, how are you, sir? Hey,
1: now. What's going on, guys?
0: Man, we are... Um Getting through the last show, but obviously we're excited about football season as well, so we're trying to mix both of those things today. Uh, 32 days away from kick for Texas and Rice, and I was able to listen to the Steve Sarkeesian press conference today, and Justin, I always say, I want my coaches to be effectively boring. That's what I need, especially when they're at a big brand like Texas. I thought Sark was good today. I didn't think he went out of bounds at all. I thought he hit all the big points, and now they can move into practice. What would you think?
1: About the same. You know, you, you, you know I, I was curious about any potential injuries. I was curious about any potential moves, position moves, things of that sort. You know, little notes and nuggets that you like to know going into camp. Uh, but, and we're going to learn a little bit more of that tomorrow uh, when they open camp. We'll be there. Uh, you know, who's going to be in a green jersey? Who's going to be running with the ones at the, the field corner spot? Who's going to be running uh, with the ones and twos You know in the interior offensive line? There's all these little questions that I can't wait to get to practice and, and start to see those answers. But with Sark, he, like you said, he was effectively boring, and that's kind of what you want. He understands what's ahead of him. Uh, I thought the most unique was they said, you know, was was there anything you did this summer or in the off season to kind of, uh, you know, fo- you know, you know, stuff you read, anything you researched, you know, looked into or traveled? And he said, not really. He said he really just wanted to be around the team. He said we've got such a good group that's player led at this stage. They just really wanted to be around the team and, and, and kind of be around as much as possible. Listen, they know. This can be a big year. The coaches spill it. The players sense it. There is that, you know, it, it's it's in the air on the forty acres right now. And I think Sark and those guys are embracing that. Uh, same thing with Jeff Banks and Pete Kowalski and Kyle Flood and those guys speaking. They're embracing it. And I think, you know, it's unique and it's going into his third year. There's some excitement there from him. I don't think he wants to get too giddy. But you start asking him about his quarterbacks and his receivers and his defense, and he starts smiling. He's having a good time because they know this could be a big year.
0: Yep.
2: You know, Jay Wells, hate to dwell on the past, but it's hard not to. I mean, it wasn't too long ago where the Horns went 8-5, and five, which is all right. But here at Texas, that's just unacceptable for a lot of people. And you hear Sark talk about – on Cowherd the other day, how they ran they run an NFL like system on offense. So it might take a couple of years to get used to that, which he feels very confident this year will be the year everybody's in seeing, like you just said, just how comfortable he is going into year three. But I could only think about him talking about an NFL offense and stuff and what they ran at the Falcons. Yes, that sounds great when it works. And last year, it was a roller coaster. At times, yes, Quinn would look good. And at times, you'd be like, what are you doing? And people were talking about, oh, man, maybe you should put Hudson Cardin, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that the offense can be too complex at times? And do you think we won't have those problems anymore just because, like he said, into another year, everybody's more comfortable?
1: It it does take more than one year. And with Quinn Ewers, that extra year is is probably last year needed to happen. You know, Texas fans hate going eight and five, but for Quinn to grow and to mature and develop, you kind of have to go through those rough patches. He had to go through that eight and five, reintroducing into the offense, getting everybody on the same page. Um, it is a little bit complex, but that's part of the allure of Steve Sarkeesian. He's going to prepare you for the NFL, for NFL offenses, especially at the quarterback position. And so, I think you know, for him to talk about wanting to have that type of roster, I think he's confident because he has those guys this year. I think it's easier for him to talk about now, you know, you know except for last couple seasons. I think he's got guys that have been in the system now for the third year. He's got guys, that the coaching staff has had for the most part, you know, good continuity, the same guys, the same terminology. And so I, I think the NFL roster – I mean, the NFL, you know, offense is – it's just – it's more complex because that's kind of what Sark wants to do. To really dive deep into what, he, what this system can do well and can really hurt other programs, you've got to have everybody on the same page. You've got to have the right horses to do it. I think they've only been able to run part of what he wants to, to operate on in the last two years. You have to consider the the players there. You have to consider the experience and and things of that sort. Now he's got a quarterback that can sling the pill all over the field. Now he's got receivers that can go get it. And I think that that's why there there is kind of a confidence in, you know what, we are going to run an NFL-style offense, offense, which they do. There's a a lot of of attributes about about that, that that's similar to what the NFL does. And it also helps him with recruiting. Because you know he talked about guys getting drafted, he'd like that number to increase. Because ultimately, kids come to college to try to go to the NFL, and so he wants to he wanted to make sure he you know gets to that level. Well, now he's got the horses to do that, and so I think it's really just him being confident. It, you know, would he be talking about an NFL offense if he was introducing Malik Murphy or Arch Manning into their first season starting in college? Probably not. It would be a watered-down version of the offense. But he's got returning guys, and he's got a guy whose arm can touch every blade of grass on that 110-yard field. And so I think it's confidence, and I think he's opening that book up even more, and I think that makes this team even more dangerous in 2023.
2: Yeah, Jay Wells, you mentioned those uh players that he wants to get to the league. He mentioned that he wants 8 or 12 this season to get drafted in 2024. Do you see 8 or 12 on this roster right now?
1: I see 8 or 12 draft picks. I don't see 8 or 12 in the 2024 draft.
0: Right. Say, okay. Yeah, there's a That's a good to way to say it. Yeah. 8 or
1: 12 draft picks on this team. Okay. And and yeah, I also understand. I thought it was funny Kurt Bowles asked that question. Did y'all notice that? Yes, yes. And he goes, I don't know, I don't know what the record is. You know, Georgia had <laughs> How do you not know that Texas Longhorns have the most drafted players in the history of the NFL in one class? He's been on the beat for 75 <laughs> years. And
0: he he asked a question that he didn't know the answer to. I found that odd. It was a little weird. And you know, it's early. It's August 1st. Everybody's got to get it stretched out, knock the rust uh-uh. off a little bit. Is that uh-uh. maybe? No. 17 in 1983. Don't don't make me start having to do history lessons with people on the beat. You know it's funny you said that cuz as soon as that question popped out, I thought to myself there were three teams in my head. I'm like it's either recent Bama, it's recent Georgia, or it's that or it's that Texas team or it's some Big 10 team I'm not thinking of. But I thought of that team too because that was a silly group for that for that run. One of
2: those Miami teams early two thousand. Maybe
0: Miami? Miami? Yeah, that's right. But that is the yeah. just just for people that listen. That is the record, Justin. I'm glad to know that. one. So it is that 83 draft. Is that right for Texas?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's when they yeah. were loaded on defense. I believe Kenneth Sims went first overall. He did. The fact that somebody that's been on the beat since Jesus was alive <laughs> and didn't understand didn't know that the rec, that, that Texas actually holds the record. I was uh, that that put me off a little bit.
0: Oh, it's fantastic! <laughs> All right, so um, one of the things that jumped out to me, and uh, because uh, the discussion I thought was really good, and the self awareness discussion, the self scouting part of it, to me has been interesting to listen to, Justin, because. Whether Sark solves the problem or not is one thing, but you can't accuse him for not knowing what it is. He knows there are issues inside games. He knows there are some third and fourth quarters that have gotten away from him, and I like to hear him saying those things out loud, and you can feel like he's at least trying to get there. We can't guarantee he will, but he's aware of it. He's not one of those coaches that's denying that it's happening. No,
1: he's aware five losses last year were by one possession he's aware they were one of the league leading teams in the in the college in in, in the nation in quarterback hurries quarterback pressures but not quite getting to the quarterback they were low on sacks he's very aware that there are little things that can be fixed with this team that if this play happens and that play happens you're looking at 11 12 wins and that's that's what that's his job that's what he's hired to do. Find, put the right people in the right place, find the best spot for them, and then figure out the best system to run with them. Like that, that, that's part of what he does. And so I love the self-awareness. He, that, that, that just goes into what he said at the Big 12 Media Days. And what he's essentially said, he talked to Bobby Burton on, on Texas Football through Inside Texas a couple of days ago. He talked to Colin Cowherd. He's saying essentially the same thing. We're embracing, look, we got some dudes here. We were really close last year in a lot of games. We needed that extra little edge at the end. He talked about, you know, how do you keep guys healthy or do you keep them fresh in the fourth quarter? Well, he mentioned it. He goes, you know what? We play younger guys earlier. We play more guys sooner so that those guys are fresher at the end. If, if Steve Sarkeesian is anything, he's transparent, he's honest, and he's very, he's very open. He's very self-aware of what they need to do. And and to me, I think that's an easy position to be in. I want my team to be so close that, hey, if we fix this, we fix this, and we fix this, we're right there. This is not like when he took over where he had to change over the roster and change the culture. That stuff's done. Now they're at the point of, hey, we've got some good things here. We've got a few holes here. Let's figure out what we need to to tape up. Let's figure out what we need to finish up. That self-awareness is what's going to help Texas win big this year.
2: Jay Wells, we talked about it last week on that linebacker position right next to Jalen Ford, who would be that guy. And Sark mentioned that that's one of the hardest decisions that he's going to have to make once that Rice game comes about, but you talked about how Dave Benda, he kind of has the upper hand, in your opinion, than guys like Morris Blackwell or LaFow or even Anthony Hill. Do you still think that's you know, true, or do you think that it's still a wide-open linebacker battle?
1: Well, I mean, they haven't put pads on. They got they, they got to put these pads on in the next week or so. That's going to separate linebackers. We can talk about it all day. Jalen Fords the, the middle, and 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 it looks like Benda would get the first few practices at, at you know the first opportunity. You know to play there beside him. Essentially, they want Lafau to back up. One of those two guys, and so I and, and I don't think he would be ready to start just yet, but he's certainly going to be able to, to to play early and make an impact. And then Morris Blackwell is the kid that you know he's got this ultra athleticism. He's always around the ball. He seems like he's he smells the football. He's, he's when he's playing, he makes plays. That Baylor game last year was was I think a, a big indicator of his potential. And then you've got the Anthony Hill factor, who is a guy that literally worked out at it three different spots on defense, who you're looking at Ethan Burke at edge you know, early on, but don't be surprised if you see Anthony Hill popping in on, on on some edge and on some situations. And so the linebacker situation, we can talk about it. There's, there's some good stuff there on paper, but essentially you're re- replacing the Marvion Overshone, who's now with the Dallas Cowboys. And so now you got to find the other guy. you got to find Jalen Ford's co-pilot because Jalen and Demarvin work so well together. you got a good group to work with from David Benda, Mo Blackwell, LaFowle, Anthony Hill, a handful of, other, of those other guys. We aren't going to really know those until the pads start popping. We're not going to know until they've gone through a few scrimmages. And, 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 you're, and you these linebackers have to make reads. They have to shoot gaps. And they're going to have to make plays in front of these coaches to earn that spot to play beside Jalen Ford and, and so and so and so forth so it's gonna be fun I think they got some guys there I think there's some confidence there I know Jeff Choate has, has done a tremendous job especially with the recruiting class he brought in last year especially with the development of guys like Ford and Benda and, and, and Blackwell um, let them put the pads on in a few weeks we're going to get more clarity at the other linebacker.
0: Uh, and by the way, speaking of the competition and the heat of competition, starting tomorrow, the next four days, highs of 105, 104, 105, and 105. Ooh. In Austin, Texas. So the Longhorns are starting right in the heat of it all, getting ready for that schedule, which obviously involves the trip to Tuscaloosa early on. Uh, that is Justin Wells, inside Texas on 3com Justin, before we let you go, first off, thank you so much for giving your time to this show and others through the years here on the station. Before we let you go, i give you a chance to brag on Inside Texas and what you guys have going on. We're 32 days away from kickoff. What do the folks need to know about you guys?
1: Hey, listen, I I love my team. I got the best team in the industry, the best team in the market. We do the very best at at everything from top to bottom, from team Intel to recruiting to to the on Texas football show on YouTube. That has just been unbelievable success led by Eric not and Bobby Burton and Joe cook and Ian Boyd. And, and, and we, we just got a such an incredible crew of guys and, uh, Give us a chance. It's only a dollar for this month. I told people, I told management, we are giving this stuff away because you can sign up right now for a dollar and you'll get every practice report for this month. You'll get every intel, everything that we cover from top to bottom. Hey, we, we, you know, inside Texas, we, 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 love our community. We have some of the best fans, some of the best members They they're so good to each other. They take care of each other. It's such a fun locker room type atmosphere at times. And it's one of those things where, you know, Texas has actually got a lot of good stuff going on right now. Stacking back to back recruiting classes, got a lot of talent heading into 2023, a lot of expectations a year away from heading into the SEC. There's so much to talk about. And whenever you go through the life, your life, you got work, you got family, you got kids, you got 15 or 20 minutes of a little bit of your alone time, come log on, come talk to us, come ask questions. We interact with everybody. And uh, we, we, I'm very grateful for, for Chad, and for you, and for Isaiah and, and, and 104.9 giving us that platform and, and giving us that opportunity to, to talk Texas sports, to talk, every, to talk everything. Like, we've covered everything, and I've always enjoyed you guys. I, that's why I did it, you know, year after year, and I'm going to miss you for sure.
0: Well, we thank you, man. It's always, like you said, always great conversation, and I know we'll both be keeping up with those Cowboys as well. So I hope to see you down the road, brother. You do great work and uh, always love the passionate conversation. And in case people don't know exactly the value of a dollar and how much a dollar is, a dollar was my bid for the Arch Manning card in case y'all are keeping up with that. Oh, I bid a dollar for the Arch It did not go for a dollar. It went for well over that. But I was able to scrape together. That was my bid. So it's that. that's what he's talking about when he says the dollar. That's that's how much. That's all it is.
1: Hey, it's worth a third of a gallon of gas. <laughs> now, right.
0: Listen. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's cheaper to buy beer than it is to buy gas. Why yeah. don't we have cars that run on beer?
0: I know. Good point. If it's that much damn cheaper than gas. Oh, man, you could put the really cheap stuff in the car and then go buy the really good stuff. It'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Uh, That is Justin. Win, win, win. Everybody wins. (laughs) That's right. And then the air would smell like beer. I mean, come on. Justin Wells, Inside Texas, on3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 If you are on Twitter. Justin, we appreciate it. Stay cool, brother, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you somewhere down the road.
1: Appreciate you guys. Nothing but love. Fellas. Thank you, Jay. There it love. is.
0: Nothing but love. Not every guest has a sign off. Right? I always like oh, his sign off. Legendary. I don't know that I'm, I'm trying to think if I know anybody else that does that. I think he's the only one.
2: Well, the only one I could think of. Yeah. Right. Got people on the specs text line always saying that.
0: There are show signs, sign offs and stuff. But yeah, right <laughs> when he's done, sometimes people will just text us that. Nothing but love, guys.
2: There was a time where he missed it a couple of weeks. Like yeah. he didn't say it. And you and I were concerned. I know. We're like, dude, like, are you okay? I <laughs>
0: that's so funny that's my man that's funny that we get hooked on to it but that that happens to us too i say it all the time we'll get hooked on to certain things about listeners what texters guests and stuff and uh, and we kind of get hooked on to that too uh thanks to justin for giving us some time all right coming up at 145 you might need to get your kleenex ready the question is does zay have to get his kleenex ready bucky thinks zay is gonna cry at some point today it has not happened yet I almost made Zay break down, but that was me talking. Now, if Zay has to say it, what will happen? That comes up at 145. Zay's big goodbyes to everybody but me. We're going to save each other for the last segment and see if we can get out of that one without crying. But everybody but me going to get the goodbye coming up at 145. Up next though, a commitment change I think you need to know about for a big-time flex athlete and a team to watch for this high school football season. It is coming up right here on the horn.
1: Chad and Zay.
0: That's a great Arsenio reference too Such an important show oh, man. Such an important show Legendary show for, for, for the alternate music of the time Sometimes it was hip hop Sometimes it was other things But yeah. the, the music that was not getting on Johnny Carson Those artists end up loving Arsenio And owing him a debt Alright Zay let me see Let me see if you've trained me on this one. Every song we play
2: today will be on our classic album reviews.
0: Tribe Called Quest. There we go. Yeah, baby. There we go. I heard the Fife Dog reference, correct? Yeah. Fife said his name. Yes. Plus I know I'm I'm, you know, after listening to the record, and theirs is tell me the name of the album again. What did I listen to? A low-end theory. That's right, low-end theory. Tribe Called Quest. That's a great record, man. It really is. They were so, so good. That's one of those, I wish I could have gone back to find whatever that, you know, find them around that. The, the prime of when I was going to a bunch of, bunch of concerts and found my way to a, uh, a Tribe concert. That would be awesome. Uh, tribe Called Quest, Metallica, ACDC getting us started. Thanks to Zay for all the great music. Thanks to this texter who added on to the Justin Wells interview by texting when God said let there be light, Kirk Bowles was there to turn the light switch on. Alright. Look, we're not here to referee any kind of fight between Justin Wells and Kirk Bowles. But I'm just saying, if you think you see them out at dinner tonight, you're probably wrong. I'm just, you're you're probably wrong.
2: I love us on the last show, that's how Jay Wells goes out. I love
0: it. At least he didn't make fun of me.
2: Oh, yeah, he didn't throw me under the bus or nothing. I'm cool.
0: And by the way, d- do you think the person he made fun of can handle it? A little bit. Maybe. Yeah. You think he's the first person to take a shot at Kirk Bowles? <laughs> Kirk's one of my favorite people in the business, man. He will sit there, just like Chip and some of those other guys, he'll sit there and ask any question he can think of. He doesn't care. Yeah, he loves it. He just gets after it. A lot of great texts coming in today. We've gotten a lot of versions of this. Chad and Zay, want to say how much I appreciate uh, having been able to listen to you. I know the big picture news, but what's next for each of you? Hoping for the best and a chance to hear you both again, even if elsewhere um, there's no real, you know, Like I keep saying, following all the guys on social media I think is going to be good. I think everybody's taking a look at different opportunities and everything, but I don't think there's any big announcements to be made today. Although, Zay, you had a long weekend, a little longer than mine, but I had a long weekend too, taking yesterday off. So there has been somewhat of an announcement for Monday, is that correct? Yeah, next Monday. Monday, we are hearing Monday 6 a.m., we are hearing Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, our man Ty Henderson, I think. Oh, that's going to be great. And then we're hearing afternoon, maybe around 5 o'clock. Maybe check back in for uh, Patrick Davis. Yeah. Not that you wouldn't check in for whatever's in between, but I just don't know what's in between right now. Uh, but Patrick Davis in the afternoon still for you. Uh, so check that out. Best of luck to all those guys. And, again, I mentioned them all in my comments earlier and, uh, and you know, um, was ended up, from the beginning of 2021, being connected to the, the, the shows in a different way, and really all the shows in a way, but the guys that I call the Big 11, that's kind of where I would start to focus, and then I felt like if we could get that strong, then you just expand out from there, and now, you know, four members of that group are going to be, uh, be able to hang around, uh, so, you know, that's great. Congratulations to them, and then for the ones that are, you know, that are not making it, uh, I... You know, I have high hopes for all of us, and I hope that things work out. I hopefully, like we, like I keep saying, I hope we've done enough that there'll be some attention here and there. And if people want to continue in the business, that they can do that. Uh, but uh, we will see. And the good, again, good thing about social media: as soon as stuff is out there, as soon as people know, they'll be able to let all you guys know. So, thank you so much for all that support that you have been giving us. Uh, more of that coming up. Zay's goodbyes coming up at one forty-five. Joe Cook of InsideTexas and On3.com coming up one more time at 2. Normally we have him on Mondays, but we both weren't here yesterday, so we thought that would be unfair. We wanted to talk to Joe one more time, and we'll do that at 2.05. All right, real quick, let's get you one more Flex segment here on Chad and Zay. Flex ATX, for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouthguard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. And one more shout-out to Dr. Eckert and the crew there. Um, that's incredible stuff the, with the mouthpiece they're dealing with there. Brain Vault. look into that if you've got a young athlete in football or some of the other sports. That's not the only sport where you're wearing a mouthpiece. A lot of you know that. A lot of you soccer parents probably know that one. Oh, yeah. Concussions in that world, too. So
2: Those headshots.
0: Thanks to Dr. Eckert for all that great work and all, uh, all of our great clients through the years. So in terms of the flex segment today, let me just mention a couple things, and we'll talk about some general flex stuff and high school stuff. But, Zay, did you see Adrian Wilson change his commitment? I did not. It caught me a little off guard this morning. Adrian Wilson, I was double-checking things. He had been a – I don't know how firm it was nowadays. You have those discussions. But he was a commitment to uh, TCU. But now it has changed, and he's going to be—at uh, least right now—he would be following Mr. Novosad to Oregon. Huh. Big switch. Flocked in is what he says. That's well, well played. Well played on a little bit of uh, little word play there. Adrian Wilson has changed his commitment to Oregon. That's the Weiss wide receiver. Check out those Weiss Wolves. He is a serious talent. Best to him. Also, Zay, I saw a video. From my favorite Area 6A football team. There's no secrets. I am a mark for the Vandegrift Vipers. And I saw a little Deuce Adams video today of Deuce letting one rip. And Flex retweeted it, at FLXATX. Go check it out. Can't wait to see what that team looks like. I already had a good friend, and I mentioned him in my thanks, um, Jim Oliver, who I used to work with. Part of encouraging me at the beginning of my career. He was part of the group that really helped me out at the beginning. He and I have stayed in touch, and he's had three sons now go through Vandegrift. And the last of them is a receiver this year who – Really could be an interesting guy. Hopefully by the I'm hoping by the end of the season, people are talking about Jordan Oliver, because he's gone through a lot, gone through a couple injury deals, but uh long, lean, really worked on the strength. And he sent me a picture the other day Jim did of the work the work he's done on his body and all the stuff we always talk about the summer workouts. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But then when I find out Mark Henry's that Mark Henry's kid's gonna go to Vandegrift. Oh yeah. I already was friends with Mark through the show and everything and love talking with Mark about all kinds of stuff, football, wrestling, whatever it is, Longhorns and all that. But now it's like, you know, it's definitely going to be that way. Plus, Miles Coleman and his parents and the thing. So I'm going to go check out some Vipers games. So if y'all want to see me this high school football season, I'll probably be at Vipers games. And for me – I know there's been lots of discussions about flex and this and that. Taking all of the sort of politics aside, if you want to buy me a drink sometime and ask me all of that stuff, that's fine. But, Zay, to me, this segment and this idea, it's about kids. It's about the high school football of this area and the energy that's around it. There's serious talent we just want people to know these names. That's the way I've looked at it. Recruiting, kind of that recruiting a- a- area, you know, does somebody get a get a deal, does somebody get their offer, is somebody going to commit, signing day, that's what it's about for me and I will admit, I hope this has done it for other people. Flex has gotten me to pay attention a little bit more at the high school level, to the guys trying to get to the next level. So I'll keep doing it. I'll be going to more high school football games this season than I would have otherwise. So shout out to the Flex crew for that. And, uh, hey, even though this show's not there and the daily shows aren't there, Flex is still there at flxatx.com.
2: Yeah, high school sports is just special. It's been a part of my life as long as I can remember with my pops being the former coach at Bowie High School. And I know how important it is. And just having your name out there as a student athlete is big time. So I appreciate what all the shows have done with Flex. And hopefully, Flex could keep on rolling with the new crew at the
0: Horn. Yeah, we talked basketball, you know, throughout and other sports. And you were doing the basketball games during that season. That was fun to deal with. Uh, also, shout out to the high school, just kind of the, the coverage crew obviously Craig Way is the first one you mentioned you, you can't cover high school football uh, any better than Craig does and he's been great uh, as always but uh, Rick Epstein Jeff Power and under the lights I hope that show survives somewhere I have not heard I need to talk to Rick but I haven't checked on that but uh, thanks to those guys for all that they do with the coaches and players interviews they get every week our man Derek Cohen busting his ass to get stuff done with flex going out to seven on sevens doing all that Zach Lucero Our man Zach's been on the show before. He fed us a lot of information throughout the Flex segments and fed other shows. I wish nothing but the best for Zach. He personally reached out to me to see how I was doing the other day. Zach, I appreciate you. Uh, Jack Farrell has been a part of the high school stuff. Uh, Snoop Daniel, I'll mention him again. Hard work and everything he's done, uh, that passion is, is undeniable. Cameron Parker does great work there. Nolan Hogan. Aaron's son, you may have seen him prowling the sidelines at some of those games. The iReporters that are out there doing all that work. The IHS fan broadcasters. Uh, And I'll also throw in Jacob Mendoza because Jacob was up here helping that crew on a Friday night. Christina Killingsworth was a big part of that as well. Uh, Christina's a part of everything around here. But uh, just shout out to all those folks who are willing to help out, come help scoreboards and stuff like that. What was done in here On a Friday, Zay, with three different games going on at the same time, pregame, halftime, postgame, coaches' interviews, checking in, and they would get dudes, they get winning quarterbacks and winning receivers on the phone in the postgame. Nobody does that kind of stuff, and these guys were pulling it off. And it was really cool to listen to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun going out to all these games, just seeing, you know, all the pageantry that goes with high school sports, especially the football games from halftime with the marching band to the dance teams and all the parents and stuff. It's just great community. And we know how te- how Texas feels about football. We know how Texas feels about all sports. And to be a part of that here at the Horn with Flex ATX. And I'm glad you shouted out Snoop. Uh, Snoop's my guy. Definitely love him. And he was a big big part of this, along with Derek and everybody, Cameron, everybody just had such a big part in what we were doing here, and it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Shout out to the crews, too. Uh, I've called a little bit of high school football in my time, and it is a blast to do. These guys uh, do it better than anybody in the area. Lake Travis crew, Mark, Bucky, Stu, I think they'll be together again this year. Uh, Maybe it's digital. Maybe there will be a station. Just keep up to date. Follow them on social media. Uh, Our man Corey Gidry was producing them last season. Corey has gone on to, uh, he's got his, uh, another job going on right now, but Corey, if you're out there, appreciate your hard work, man. You did a great job. The Bowie crew, when we did Bowie, D and Foss, hope you guys are doing well. Steve Foster, one of the great guys that I've gotten to work with over the years. The Vandergriff crew, again, my team. I'll be saying hi to them this season. Merle and Scott and Hank got to call that team all the way to the state title game last year, and they do a great job, too. LBJ, we had them last year, uh, and the the team that was trying to you know, do a little repeat back to the championship game. Didn't quite go that far for them, but Craig Way stepped up like he, he's Craig Way. He always does. But Craig Way stepped up on short notice to call a lot of those games. Bucky, I know, was part of helping out. Keith Moreland jumped in. Our man Matthew Martinez was running back here on the board. Uh, Zach Lucero did a game with me. I got to call a game with Zach. In fact, I think I know. I called my first high school game with. Craig Way and it might have been it was either House or Nelson Field but if it was Nelson Field my last game was with Zach Lucero at Nelson Field so I'll pretend like it was that kind of bookend that'll make it seem cooler Uh, so thanks to all those guys for helping with high school football All right, coming up it is the goodbyes from Zay we'll see if Bucky's right and Zay's going to need the Kleenex Zay's going to say goodbye to some folks last show for us today on Chad and Zay Joe Cook coming up at 2 Why Today Matters at 2.30 that's where I'm going to try to throw out my work folk overflow. I got the overflow of people I've worked with over the years. We'll see how many people I can hit and how many people I'll piss off cuz I forgot them. That's later on on the horn. Check it out. Man. Check out
1: what I got here, man. What is that? What's that? Yo, Chad and Zay.
2: What is What up, kid? I know this is what doing your bitch.
0: All right, rolling through a Tuesday. We have started August, but we're finishing out the show today on Chad and Zay. So Zay tells me all the songs today are songs we've dealt with on the specific album listens that we've done. where we were swapping albums back and forth, albums we wanted the other one to listen to. All right, I think I, heard a, I think I heard a name in there. Yeah,
2: right when the name was being said, I just played the Chad and Z
0: Nas? There we go. Okay, yeah. And you had me listen to Illmatic is Nas, correct? That's right. Oh, that's a good record. I already liked Nas. Shout out to Trey Elling for being the guy who tuned me into Nas. He gave me a Nas double disc for like Christmas one year.
2: Double disc?
0: Yeah, it was a collection of just Nas stuff
2: Okay, like the uh, greatest hits Yeah, right, exactly Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. B- back in the days, they, they would actually take two CDs and put them together yeah, I don't know if you I remember Are that, you too yeah. young to I'm remember not, that? I'm not Don't tell me Okay, good <laughs> Give me a heart attack So, uh, yeah, two of my favorite gifts in life are if somebody gives me music or a t-shirt Those are two of my favorite things There's just something about it because I wear T-shirts all the time or I listen to music all the time and it makes me think of that person. Every time I hear Nas, I'll think of Trey. Every time I'll wear a certain shirt that somebody gave me, I'll think of them. So uh, Nas definitely was a part of that album education that I got. So Nas, A Tribe Called Quest, Metallica, and ACDC have all been on the show. Zay did enjoy Back in Black. Zay did enjoy Ride the Lightning, just like I enjoyed uh, A Tribe Called Quest and Nas. The Illmatic Nas album and then A Tribe Called Quest was, I why did I forget it again? Tell me again. Tell me again. I low end theory. Low end theory. Thank you, thank you. I don't know why I can't remember the name of that album. Uh, it was great and a uh, lot of cool stuff that we got to listen to. I not only am I proud of the AC/DC Metallica thing. I am proud that because of me and only me, Zay has listened to the entire Body Count album.
2: What an album.
0: I love that you hadn't listened to it all the way through before, and it makes (laughs) sense. It makes sense. No normal human should ever listen to that album all the way through. No one, not even Ice-T's family, should listen to that album all the way through unless they're really trying, but it is quite a record, and Zay did check that out at one point. All right, so lots of stuff going on. We've got Joe Cook coming up from Inside Texas, but right now, one more time, where are we at in society? I know what Zay's getting into today.
1: Where are we at in society
0: today? Yes, thanks to Mike Gundy for being a part of the show. That goes all the way back to like two shows ago. Shout out to Trey and BK for getting all that started. We're just trying to live up to the legend they started building in the middays way back in the day. All right, Isaiah. I'm ready. Oh, I, man. I got Kleenex nearby
2: if I need them. Yeah, we'll see. I I might pull one. Depends. But, okay. yeah, uh, it's been a hell of a ride. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of good things come to an end. And I'm going to relish and cherish everything that I learned here from the Horn, from great people to... The, the people from the Specs text line are listeners. Like, I love everybody, even the haters, love them. Cause I know y'all still listening. So hmm. if y'all listening enough to hate, I appreciate that. But yeah, it goes back to my parents for just giving me this knowledge. Them being big sports fans, my mom being in the other room doing who knows what. And I'll be in watching the game and she'll be like, yo, what's going on? I'll be like, mom, Peyton just threw another touchdown to Marvin. And I would kind of do it in a play-by-play voice, you know, and it just kind of stuck with me in the history of sports. I always loved it. I always loved watching old film with my pops and just, you know, hardwood classics and NFL greatest games, NFL films with the music. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun dun, all that stuff. (laughs) Like, I, I fell in love with it. And it brought me to here, you know, just coming from Bowie basketball, playing a year at Paris Junior College, realized the knees weren't going to be able to keep me in college if I wanted to play (laughs) and I wanted to walk straight. When I got older, I knew I had to cut it short very early. So I did that, came back home. Pops was like, yo, you have a scholarship, bruh. You better work if you want to go back to school. All right, started reffing. So I stayed around the game that way. And, hey, got enough money to get a degree from – Houston Tillerson, but somehow finesse them in a degree. Uh, they gave it to me. I took it. I accept it. Appreciate that. But doing everything in this city. I love the city of Austin. I'm very prideful of it. I'm very prideful of the University of Texas. And it's, you know, to be the only – One of those big 11 guys that you name, basically, that's from the city that had his name on a weekday show. That meant everything to me. And a lot of people had a big part of making that happen. You know, I remember interning here. Shout out to Christina Killensworth. She didn't have to check that email, but she did. And she said, oh, well, we need interns. And they threw me in. 6 in the morning Brad Kellner on the oh and Aaron. 6 a.m. with BK? 6 a.m. with BK. Oh. Which, Woo. like, that first day, I'm just like, yo, this dude's got it. Like, I don't know what it is, but I know this is it. I don't know what it is yet, but I know this is it. Just uh-huh. seeing BK around the board and just how he would, you know, throw himself into that show and how – just his knowledge for the sport while running the board, I just all always thought that was amazing. But BK understood like, yo man, being in it takes a lot. I can't have you breathing over my neck all day, so I'm gonna let them know. Let's see <laughs> if we can put you somewhere else. And he put me with Adam Wagner for Trey and BK mm-hmm. midday's Trey and BK and the Rodcast and. I owe Wags for everything, man. Like, he had his show going, the Wagner Wire on Sundays, and just chiming up with him. He just said, you know what? You need to come on the show with me one day.
0: And I was like, bruh,
2: I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I'm just trying to pick up on the board and stuff like that. Like, I don't know which mic's which. He's like, nah, man, you you got something. I don't know what it is. And Wags... Thankfully enough, he put me on his show. We had great chemistry. I had a blast. I learned a ton from him, from just learning how to operate a show and stuff. And that was when I really fell in love with it, when I got behind the mic, and he was the first person to really believe in me. And then after all, you know, got my degree, the internship was done, Rick Epstein, they needed somebody to do the show for Under the Lights, and... I know Rick was hella nervous. Like, oh, this is guy. It's his first show. His first time being behind the board, and y'all are giving me him.
0: You know what? It's the last show. Can I try one? Can I try one real quick? <laughs> Under the lights.
2: Well done. I think you appreciate that and respect that. Shout out, Rick. Shout out. Yeah, man. Rick and Jeff, like, great show and doing that show. I, everything just kind of took off from there. From the Saturday shows, Casey Stutter, Johnny Rogers producing them, that was a blast. Rodney Rodriguez producing those shows, man, revved up sports show, that was a blast. Bob Lou, just you know, me, me and him just texting and talking about how he like his show ran and stuff like that. Like that was game from me. And then Tyler Campbell, of course. Like, he's just an amazing person, and, you know, being an Earl Campbell son, you would never know that with TC, absolutely appreciate him. But, yeah, Chad, just every opportunity that I have, it was because of somebody paving the way for me. And, again, think about somebody like Trey Elling who had me, even though I was doing Bucky and Aaron, came on y'all's show and produced y'all's show. He didn't have to do that. He knew the board, but he believed in my voice. He believed in my knowledge, and I owe Trey Allen everything when it comes to that. Then producing, Bucky and Aaron, E. Hogan didn't have to hire me as his producer. I remember that call during July 2020 of COVID. They were going through some changes there, and you said, yo, man, we want to see if you could, you know, eh, eh, not everybody could do this job. Not everybody could do it. And what was running through my mind was I just want an opportunity. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the time. I will get you to that. Me and CeCe used to have 5 a.m. workouts when I was 12 years old to prepare me for stuff like this. Hmm. So it was like a blessing in disguise. <laughs> getting to know E, his preparation every morning. He's a pro's pro. Then my relationship with Bucky Gobble, man, one of my best friends. I owe Bucky a ton. He's like my great uncle. I didn't have that great uncle or, you know, even that uncle growing up, and Bucky is that for me. Talk to him every day, and I know he's going to do big things. I think him and Brad Kellner actually have something cooking that's going to start next week, so y'all look after uh, BK's Twitter for that. Mm. But, yeah, I – Bucky and Aaron doing that show meant everything because you were the first one to produce that show. You know how legendary it was. And Mm -hmm. again, it was just another part of my trajectory on taking off. And I owe those guys everything for that. Craig Way and Jeff Howe, Again, Jeff Howe, that's my guy. The conversations that we've had, he's a huge hip-hop head. We always talked about that. Huge wrestling head, we always talked about that. And we know his knowledge for football is absolutely unmatched. Horn 24-7, they're lucky to have him. And then Craig Way. Like having a show after Craig Way? Are you kidding me? Like that—that that should go on my resume. Whatever I do next, I don't know what that's gonna be, but that's the type of stuff that I wouldn't care. I would put that on. Like I had a show after Craig Way. By same
0: the way. station as Craig. Yes.
2: Yeah, same station as Craig Way. Had Did a I mention show the Craig Way part? After yeah. him, because he's that <laughs> legendary in my opinion, and he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. The fact that he put me on with Roger Wallace, KBVO, doing TV stuff—he didn't have to do that. The fact that he looked at me and said, you know, him and Roger are real tight. I could have broken up their chemistry of relationships. I could have been trashed <laughs> easily. <laughs> Craig risked that. Him and Roger go uh... way back, do a great job, everything that do from football, baseball, etc. So I could have mucked up very early and Roger would have went back to Craig and said, dog, Yo, you messed some stuff up for me, we have a serious problem. Thankfully, that didn't happen and everything worked out. Shout out to Roger. Thank you, Craig. Um, Rod Babers, Mike Harge, those guys, man, like, doing the Rodcast, producing that filling in for WAGs. Like, that, another person that has it. And just being able to produce that show, seeing how he carries himself, an absolute radio legend, DBU legend. It's an honor to just be in his presence. Mike Harge, all the crap that we give each other. It's just like an older brother. Like, it's nothing but love. I love that man. He was one of the first ones when this job came open to come in here. And when I was producing B&E, and it was like, yo, bro, you know you up next, right? I had no idea. I wasn't even thinking that far ahead at all. At all, Harge was the first one to throw it in my head to give me that idea, to give me that extra confidence to say, Yo, Zay, you you could be one of those guys. And I appreciate all that from Harge. Thank you, sir. And, you know, Patrick Davis – Basketball talks that we have, the Spurs talks we have always give them crap about Nash getting knocked out of bounds by Robert Orey and now the Spurs <laughs> would only have four if that didn't happen and stuff. Like Patrick, you're gonna do great work here. Looking forward to your show next week. And yeah, man, it's Ty Henderson, him taking over for me for BE, even though he's a Westlake guy. I wouldn't have it any other way. He's done a great job, and he's gonna have great success on this station. Cameron Parker, that's my man. Like me and him were like a bootleg Draymond Green and Alex Caruso when you see us together like that's my guy <laughs> this dude he knows sports he's passionate about it and he's only going to do big things and you know Snoop Daniel I know Snoop hasn't been with us for a while but Snoop was another one of those guys that gave me a lot of confidence that hey man whenever your time is here bro you going to take it you going to get it you're going to get it, dog. We're going to take over. We're going to get it. <laughs> like, dude, you have so much energy, and it's so much love and appreciation for, like, Snoop's been in the business for a long time. Our ATX, he's doing his own thing, still covering high school sports, and, hey, it's great stuff. And what the mark that he left here is also amazing. So appreciate everything that Snoop gave me. Dave Williams, our technician, I know I'm going a little over, but it's the last day where they going to do fire me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Dave Williams, our technician, all the little things about radio that I had no idea was even a part of the game, he put me on, which I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. And yeah, just Lise Williams, or, or excuse me, Lise Hudson. I. Oh man, Lise gave me a huge opportunity to do this job. She's always been behind my corner. You call her intimidating. Please, she's like a mama bear to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I've seen from her, you know. But when she puts her foot down, she she could get real, but she's always been in my corner. Lise, I appreciate you. Um uh, my man Jacob haven't been he hasn't been here too long, but the relationship that we have all our videos that you see on social media that's been jacob and he's absolutely killed it and just this horn family i'm gonna miss it that's what i'm gonna miss the most you know i'm gonna miss the horn family seeing all these faces chopping it up with people like kevin dunn like come on man When he (laughs) left that hurt that really hurt me because that was a guy that talked to about anything and you know, he's not, even though he graduated as a chaparral, he ain't no true Westlaker. Like he, he he was the first to let me know. Like, Zay, I also grew up in South Austin. And I was like, okay, that makes sense of why, you know, you and I have a certain connection. Because I ain't supposed to have this connection with a Westlake guy.
0: Now he's but an all-around Austin he's dude. He's an all-around yeah.
2: Austin dude. Yeah. So him growing up, I want to say Oak Hill. Yeah, he has those South Austin ties. Love K Dunn. And man, I'm I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss doing the right call, having my own show on here having a show with you Chad which we're gonna get to that you know that's when I'll start crying when I start talking about you so we'll save that for the very Mm -hmm. end but yeah it's been all love for everybody I have no grudges here and hey y'all see me again
0: Hey, you know what, Bucky? If you're listening, did you hear that? Did Yo, you hear man. the tears? Because I didn't.
2: Well done. And I'm plugging you up, Buck.
0: Well I- done. I'm
2: plugging up your next thing that you got going you on. You mentioned too. him and
0: Hard. See, Bucky and Hard were the ones that when I mentioned them, for some reason my voice started to shake. There, right. I got I got through the rest. That was well done. Appreciate it. You powered through. you, know, you yeah, really I, did. I,
2: I, you see, there was zero eye contact with you. I looked up. Right? right. No, no. I see that. That I had to look back down. That's no, a
0: part of it. Back in the day, <laughs> Trey's the guy I always think about. We would establish. Push the rule... That if one of us was trying to deliver a joke The other one had to look away Like it was like, okay, I'm going to look over here And you do what you're doing Because if we looked at each other, we would just die laughing (laughs) But it's also true on the emotional part You can't look straight at them for that So uh, I was trying to give you the glance away So that worked All right, so there are Zay's goodbyes So many cool names there That is what it's about To me, this business is about names But that's what it is in in, in the office too I'm glad you said it that way, Zay Because that's what athletes always say what are you gonna miss when you retire the locker room the The guys the fellows, the team the teammates whatever it's the men and women that i that i work with every day that's what you miss i've talked to people who hated the job whatever the job was it was like y'all remember when we did that job at the sales floor years ago yeah worked 20 hours a day selling nails to people that didn't want them what are you going to miss about it? Oh, man, Bob and Janet and Terry. And Eddie and Susan. Billy used to bring me my coffee. I love that guy. He knew what kind of coffee I liked. You miss people. That's right. what it is. You're going to miss the people that you get to interact with every day.
2: Not too many stations will let you wear a neck roll and work. And this station did, didn't even bat an eye at all. They said, oh, that's what Zay needs to be more productive. Let him rock the neck roll. I haven't taken it off on the show since.
0: Hey, you know what? Some may disagree. The neck roll, far from the weirdest thing I've seen a producer do during the show. <laughs> far, far. It takes. It just takes a special skill set to do it, so they understand that. Like, no, if you have to do it. I've seen guys go in there with lights. Some guys have little figurines they have to have in there with them. You've got to get comfortable. Whatever yeah. you need. Yeah, don't let me see
2: anybody with a neck roll out in this sports game. Or I will sue your ass. I will find Dude, somebody.
0: you need to get... I, one of the goals I never achieved was getting you some kind of neck neck pillow sponsorship. It, yeah. need, it needs to happen. If you stay anywhere close to this business or something like it, you need to get a neck pillow sponsorship.
2: Ironically, when I go on the plane, never rock it.
0: That's weird.
2: That's a little weird. That is weird. I will weird. admit that. But
0: that can be part of your sales pitch. You know me. I love being the infomercial guy. It could be like, hey... It's, you know, I'm Zay Collier for so-and-so's neck pillows, whether you get on the plane with it or you do it like I do and you need it at work. And then you show weird pictures of people at work looking straight up in the air with pillows and stuff. (laughs) Not working? No, no, they're working. But like, come up with people like dudes that left to look up into trees all day. That's where the neck pillow could come in handy. Come on now.
2: People are gonna be thinking I'm on that Sean Payton because of the neck roll.
0: People that call like bungee jumping might need that. Because they I have to ah. move, you know, they use the neck back and forth. Yeah. Or maybe you're doing you know tennis broadcasting. I never thought of that. If you're down on the court level doing tennis play by play, if they put you at the wrong spot, you're gonna need a neck pillow. That's true. You never know. Uh, all right, there's Zay's goodbyes. We have gone a little bit late. Uh he went even later than I did. So whatever I did, Zay went a little later than me. So we'll tell Joe Cook about that coming up. Joe Cook, inside Texas and on three.com. I'm coming up. More goodbyes from us and why today matters on this August 1st. Because there's only one reason it matters for us today. It's our last show with Chad and Zay. Come on in. Get emotional with us. It's the horn.